0: Welcome to the 11th episode of 13 Ways to Lead with your host, the 13th Command Chief of the Air National Guard, Chief Master Sergeant Maurice Williams. Our featured guest today is Command Sergeant Major John Rains, the Command Sergeant Major for the Army National Guard. I'm Master Sergeant Eric Galleon, and today's episode is about leading by being optimistic. A positive attitude is a force multiplier. Leaders strike a tone of confidence in a can do attitude. Here's your host. Chief Williams.
1: Hey, today we're lucky. You know, I got, I have my battle buddy here with me today. He's the 13th Command Sergeant Major of the Army National Guard. So we got two number lucky 13s here with you today. And we're going to talk about being optimistic. Uh, so Sergeant Major, what I'm going to do, I'm going to turn over to you and just talk a little bit about your background, where you're from and, you know, family and, and how you be in that seat over
2: there. Hey, appreciate it, Chief. And hey, uh, just to start with, I- I'll tell everybody. You know, me and Chief Williams ha- go back a, a while. So uh, he was in the North Carolina National Guard. Mm-hmm. I was in the Mississippi National Guard, and he worked on the EFAC. I worked on the CSMAC. So, uh, so we spent a lot of time in that southeastern, you know, region of both those organizations. So, uh, so, so who knew when we were sitting back in that room <laughs> know. that that hey. We'd be sitting here and both of us be number 13, one on the <laughs> Army side and one on the Air side. So, uh, but, but no, I saw good stuff and uh, we had good mentorship to put us here. That's right. But, but hey, I, uh, you already know uh, the 13th Army National Guard CSM, John Rains. So I always start with, uh, with, with family. You know, I'm married to uh, my beautiful wife, Karen, been married for 33 years, got two children, uh, 132 and 130, uh, Stephanie and Ricky. So my son actually lives up here in the Maryland area. So that made the transition a a little bit easier for me and my wife coming up here. uh, He was actually in the Air Force uh, before uh, he got out and and went over to the civilian side. He was a uh, Intel guy, so we went over and we started working for Microsoft. So we we actually live half a mile down the road from my son and my three granddaughters, uh, which are eight, two, and one, uh, Aubrey, Natalie, and Chloe. So, so that's always good. And it keeps mama happy when I'm on the road because I don't know if she notices I'm gone most of the time, you know, with the grandbabies <laughs> being there, but that that's the family piece of it. I've been in the military for 33 years now. I just hit my 33 year anniversary on the 25th of August. Okay. So I have been in this job for about seven months. And before that I worked for SAA Whitehead in the chief of national guard bureau's office as his exec. And then before that I was the Mississippi national guard C cell. And before that, I was the Mississippi National Guard State SART major. So altogether, I was a senior enlisted member for the Mississippi National Guard for almost seven years in in both those jobs. I've had a rounded experience. I I did my first 10 years in the regular Army, um, you know, and and then went to the Alabama National Guard, which is where I'm originally from, Uh, was a firefighter in Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, when 9-11 happened, my unit got activated. And I never went back to firefighting. Uh, I realized how much I missed wearing the uniform every day, and I decided, hey, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to explore opportunities that allowed me to wear the uniform, uh, this uniform every day. Wear a uniform as a firefighter as well, which is a very important job. Uh, but but I wanted to wear this one. I enjoyed it, and I realized how much I missed it. And, and I started looking for full time opportunities in, in the guard at that point in time. So uh, so th- I've been lucky, had some of the best assignments. Uh, that that the army and the joint force has so uh, worked on civil support teams worked counter drug uh, worked at the geographic combatic command level as the j3 senior enlisted leader at Indo PACOM, and uh you know been of course lately you know it's all been at the senior level being a state start major a c cell and, and then you know fast forward to my dc life coming up here working in the pentagon and then going over to the army readiness center and working you know with the director my boss uh, lieutenant general jensen so uh so that that's that's my career uh on the military side and you know I, I look forward to my tour which is which is a three or four year tour and i look forward to working with my counterpart over here beside me chief williams and uh and then also on the joint side working with sa whitehead
1: yeah well that's good you know listen to your background there you know as a uh, state command sergeant major a Sale now currently in your position as a command sergeant major of the Army National Guard. In all three of those positions, you know, as senior leaders, you know, people uh, look at us and look at our actions and how we conduct ourselves. As we talk about being optimistic and when you was in those positions, were there any times that you felt like you know, you had to portray that based on an incident that was going on that you wanted to ensure that people felt secure in knowing that you were was an optim- optimistic leader in the situation. Any anything that you can remember right offhand? You know,
2: I I will tell you that you know a- attitude is everything. Right. So you know, and we we choose our attitude when we get out of bed in the morning. So mm-hmm. you know, so we could we could be an optimist or we can be a pessimist. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and you know, I, I just look back at at, at numerous uh, numerous experiences, numerous challenges, and, and I just ask myself of those leaders that that were over me when I was younger. You know, hey, which one which one got the best results? Which one accomplished the mission? Which one made everybody feel better about accomplishing the mission? Because a pessimist can accomplish the mission too, right? But you know, it's about how you feel after you accomplish that mission, and you know. Because uh, most of the time, I've not been a whole, part of a whole lot of organizations where it's not successful. So you know, but but what define the best units are the ones that did it with the right attitude, you know, uh, and, and then they also accomplished the results. And that's the ones that retain soldiers that you know that that make you want to be a soldier for life, you know, or a service member for life. Right. Uh, so so I, I look at those type things, but you you know when you go back and you look at at a specific a- example. You know, I I would tell you there's been there's been time periods where, you know, your boss at the time, which is usually a commission officer, mm-hmm. says, hey, here's what we're going to do. And here's how we're going to do it. You know, right. Uh, I often don't like those kind. You know, I like I like <laughs> right. I like when they tell me, hey, here's what we got to do, you know, and they let me figure out how to get after it. But but oftentimes you'll have somebody that wants to tell you exactly. How to do it, you know, and and you might not agree with that, you know, because right. we're not always yep, going to agree right. with what everybody says. So so in those instances, you know, you you offer your counter to to that, and you say, hey, I think we got to go about doing it this way. But when you walk out that door, you know, you you got to sell the team on on that commander, that officer's, you know, plan, and whether it be your plan or whether you participated in it or not you got to go out there and you got to sell them on on that plan and if you go out there and you know you're you're a pessimist you know and or you go out there and you 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 don't sell it you know as with the attitude the optimistic attitude you know it's going to fail oh yeah and you know we can we as ncos we we control mission failure and mission success you know so, so that attitude that we put on and being optimistic, you know, is is all important, you know. So I can think of a few times uh, that were that way. I can think of, you know, COVID, you know, for example, when the COVID uh, come down the pipe and we knew we were going to have to do the testing stations. We're in the early days, not the vaccination part, not, yeah, not the, all phase, the logistics yep. stuff, but just getting out there and providing tests. You know, we, we were in a deal that said, hey, how how are we going to do this? Are we going to do this with volunteers or are we going to do this, you know, um, are we going to do this with actually organic units? So, you know, I came down on the organic unit side of the house. I said, Hey, we need, we need leaders out there, you know, and, you know, my boss come down on, I think we ought to take the volunteer, you know, route, you Mm -hmm. know, because we got soldiers and airmen out there that, you know, have lost jobs. They need jobs, you know, and you know i was through experience i was looking at hey you know what if we don't put the leaders out there you know and we just take the volunteers we might not get the right leaders that know their soldiers know their airmen and, and do that piece and we experienced some pains on that ultimately i think we were probably both right cuz we experienced some pains on not having the right leaders at the right place ultimately uh by getting to know each other at those pod sites and stuff they developed those relationships and got to going but 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 he was also right and hey Man, we got to find some employment for these soldiers who've been laid off because of the COVID. So, uh, so it was both right, but either way, I had to go out there and put that positive face on, that positive attitude, and be optimistic. Or I could have went out there and say, "No, we ought to do it this way." And you know, it, it, it uh, you know, I'm not happy. I'm not right. happy. This is, this is the tags. This tags call. This right. is my call. Right. You know, but that, that's not gonna create, you know, success for the mission. And even if you do succeed you know, it's going to, then it's going to create that, that rub, you know, between the two of you going forward for other missions.
1: Right. And people see straight through that when you're not being sincere and you don't really truly believe. Because one of the quotes I like to use is, hey, people buy into the leader before they buy into the vision. You got to be that strong leader walking in, hey, having that positive spin, motivating, inspiring those to to follow you through that brick wall or whatever the situation may be. And that's what we gotta do. Hey, if you're optimistic and the leaders are optimistic, it creates a culture that people wanna be in. It creates that hope that people wanna see to to push on. I think that's why our professional military education, hey, it needs to be incorporated in there, in that culture building because that's gonna keep people in the organization as that, you know, on into the future. You know, you talked about the family a little bit. Is that something that you cultivate among your family within family time and being optimistic in making sure you have that family time? You know, you mentioned the granddaughters that you're very passionate about. Is, is that something that you are instilling in the granddaughters uh, just from an early age? Yeah,
2: you know, I try to, so uh, it's hard when when you start looking at you know raising kids you know being a grandparent which is not mm-hmm. the same as raising kids by the way <laughs> you know we, we talked about that earlier with the with the team here mm-hmm. but uh, you know it, it's it, it's hard but but it, it does draw parallels to mm-hmm. to your military service not not that these are our kids in service but they're somebody's kids right you know so you, so you look at that and you do gain lessons learned from everything you do so I've gained lessons learned from both sides that I could use on one side or the other side and to help me, you know, get the points across, get after the mission better. But but yeah, no no doubt, I tell everybody all the time, you know, my, my core values, you know, the Army's got values, mm-hmm. you know, we use the acronym leadership, but my core values are, you know, God, family, country, service. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the things that's enabled me to, to be successful, you know, wearing this uniform and what I do, and, and when I look at those things, You know, it's also, you know, about attitude and, you know, in the way you look at things because you're going to have setbacks, you know, all all along the way. I know nobody that has not experienced setbacks in their life, you know, in their career, uh, in a mission. You're going to have setbacks and, you know, it's it's how we pick those pieces up and how we move forward, you know, which really uh, at the end of the day really means whether we're successful or not.
1: Right. You know, and you mention those things. Hey, I think everyone needs to be anchored to something. As you mentioned, God, family, country. Everyone gotta be if you're not anchored to something, you'll stray away. You know, as we talk about optimism, do you have you experienced or can elaborate on a time when you saw a person that was over optimistic and kinda of lost a sense of reality in doing something?
2: You know, you keep putting me on the spot and ask me these very specific <laughs> examples. You know, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, after you've been in thirty-three years, you got a lot of examples. But pulling one of them out specifically <laughs> is, is probably not my strong suit. So I, I'm gonna need to be optimistic about that and try to right. try to try to figure out. Hey, do I got one in between the years somewhere that I can pull out? But uh, but yeah, I think you know, I think I have worked with people in, in the past that, you know, everything is, man, just roses, right. you know, it's all, it's all going to be okay. And, and you know, I, I know you like John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I got a, I got a quote for you here, you know, said the pessimist complains about the win, the optimist expects it to change mm-hmm. and the leader adjusts the sales. That's right. So, so when you, when you look at that, I, I think that's, that's what that goes to, you know, is, Hey, you know, you, you can be the optimist and you can be, you know, you can be sitting out there expecting mm-hmm. the wind to change, right? you know, but, but if you do that and you just see everything's all roses, but it doesn't produce the attitude doesn't produce action. Right. Then that's, that's where, you know, you have problems at, you know, because you can just sit back and, you know, Hey, it, it might work out, but it might not work out, you that's know, right. and, and in the military, we try to we try to train our leaders, and we try to s- train our service members to, you know, be the one that that the attitude, you know, actually produces a action to actually give it the best chance of succeeding. So, I, so I think, sure, I, I've seen quite a few leaders out there that do that, and then you have to work with them about, hey, you know, e- either you can sit back and you can right. uh, you can just wait, uh, enchilá, you know, type mm-hmm. deal. Or you can uh, or you can go and put your best foot forward and work toward, you know, making that thing be positive and have a positive outcome.
1: Right. You know, that quote you use right there, that's one of the quotes that I use often when I uh, I have opportunity to speak to wing commanders and uh, group commanders. That come up here, And I always show this Colin Powell video and then I always uh, recite that quote there because, hey, they're going to be leaders. You know, but as leaders, they got to learn how to adjust the sail and having that attitude because that sets the tone and sets the culture. So I like to start off when I'm talking with them each time with that and, and trying to guide the direction and getting my point across in that brief with them um, It's uh, it's something I think every individual needs to really think because I've I worked for a uh, commander before and, um, man, he was – it was, everything was rosy. I said, hey, sir, we, we got to be honest and, and put some reality in some folks saying, hey, we're on the verge of failing here. So we got to turn this ship around and get it going in the right direction. But only thing you say, oh, we got it. We're just going to Just just so laid back, you know, um, not facing the reality of, of the challenge that we was, uh, you know, facing at that time. right? So, uh, you know, and and you have to be charismatic and how you're doing it, especially with those leaders eh, that you're in charge of. But hey, at that time, we got to be have those face to face conversation. And sometimes those uncomfortable conversations to say, hey, sir, we're failing. Let's face it. How are we going to turn this thing around? You know, let's move out in the right direction. No doubt.
0: Those uh, overly optimistic personnel, do you think that stems from fear, ignorance or something else or something aloof?
1: I don't know. I um. I think it can be a combination. I don't know. what sorry made you think what? I don't know. I think it's personality-driven sometimes too. I I'm not sure. There's
2: there's no doubt some things are born into us. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh. What what is it? Nurture or uh. You know. Nature. You mm-hmm. know. So so I think also when you look at that, it sometimes it's how you're raised. You know, who the peop, group of people you're around and they kind of set your attitude. But, but then, you know, I look, I look at my kids and my grandkids and I, and I look at how different they all are, you know, and they're, they're, they've grown up with the same experiences. So, but they're, they're different, you know, some of them, some of them are optimistic by, you know, nature and some of them are pessimistic by nature. So, Mm -hmm. so I, I, I don't know, you know, I know you can change it though. I know you can, you know, you can work through just like anything else we do, you know, uh you know we we like to say this in the army so reps and sets Mm -hmm. you know yeah you you just practice and you know you need somebody there every now and then to point out hey you're looking at this you know the wrong way you know you need to look at it from this way and and over you know you do that enough times and you do those reps and sets you you actually build those habits and you actually do the nurture side of that and you actually you know you actually adjust it and get them on a more optimistic which i Mm -hmm. think is the preferred even though you you need a you need a pessimist every now and then. Yeah. You need some yeah. balance. So kind of, Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. You need so.
1: a, you need pessimists. Uh you know, I was uh in back when I was a wing command chief back in one of the wings, you know, uh I had a chief there, you know, every idea we come up and he he would always be the ones he would always be the one. It, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work or <laughs> something wrong. You know, but but you know, when he when I went to his retirement, I told him I told him, Thank. Thank you. Hey, because you always made me look and think deeply into it because I know you're going to say it ain't going to work. <laughs> so I already had, you know, something to come back in the discussion of what you what I thought you was going to say. So I said, hey, you pushed us to the maximum of our capabilities by being that pessimistic person all the time. I said I didn't say you was great, but you <laughs> used to want to help push us so we could come up with better solutions, uh, better problems all the time. Because you know I, I already knew he was gonna raise his hands up, and he, you know, if you think I got a country accent, he, well, it ain't gonna work. I'm gonna tell you. So he sounded like
0: he forced you to do more homework, yes, and, and come up with some rebuttals because you knew it was gonna come up. You said no, I've got a contingency plan here. Here's why it will work.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. Always. Um, and you need those type of individuals, but uh, it pu- it always pushes you. It always pushes you. So yeah.
0: So an example for great optimism. Have you witnessed that in your career where you were unsure of what was going to happen in the future, but then somebody else remotivated you? No. It will work. It's going to get better. Trust me on this.
2: You know, I, w- I would say that that everybody who knows me knows that that i am a talk it out kind of person so you know if i'm presented with anything you know i want to talk about it you know i i, I don't want to just go out there and make a decision you know although there's some situations where you have to you sure. know uh for example you know I, I told you i was a firefighter so you we probably couldn't take time to be talking about fighting a fire before we went in there and engaged with the firefighting you know. So, uh, so, and in, in the military, same thing when when the enemy dictates, you know, you, you don't have time when you're under fire mm-hmm. to be talking about things. But, but if you do have time, you know, I'm a, I'm a talk it out kind of person. So when, when I look at, you know, the overly optimistic person and, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, being the person that, that chief Williams just talked about when he's talking about the, Hey, the throwing these, you mm-hmm. know, these counters in there and saying, Hey, this, I, I think that's, that's natural. And I don't think that's always pessimistic, you know? I think that's just part of good sound planning is looking at your contingencies and figuring out you know how you need to get after something. But but I, I would tell you my my state sergeant major when I was a cell was a guy named uh, Command Sergeant major Chris Young, and uh, you know I in, in our planning we had a couple of big events while we were there. We had uh, of course we had the COVID mm-hmm. so in all the different phases uh, of COVID which we're still under uh, a portion of those phases now, but. You know, we also did the national best warrior uh, competition there for, for the country. So we had some big things that went on during our tenure and our time that we spent together. And, and, and I would tell you that he probably, he probably as much as anybody would come up with an idea and he would be, you know, extremely optimistic on the idea, which you need to be, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to sell it to me. And I would be your guy. I would be shooting <laughs> holes in it, you know, and uh, and he would just stay optimistic, you know. And he would just he would just lay it out there, you know. He would have an answer for everything I was going to throw at him, you know, which is what let me know, right? Okay, we're ready. This thing this thing's got a you know a, a pretty high probability of succeeding. But he he was always good at that during my tenure.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, I've had to grow in that. Uh, over the years, to uh, be engaged in that conversation, if I have an idea and somebody shooting holes in it, I'm just be honest. I have I've had to grow, uh, especially in this position right here, and that's why, I, you know, I I, I get a, I have a good team around me, and and they provide feedback, and uh, and they. Yeah, I will give them my idea, and I I'd say, "Hey, I think it's a great idea." No, chief, that doesn't make any sense, you know. And especially with the different age groups that's that's on the team, because I, I get to share those pers- different perspectives, you know. So it makes a difference.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you know, you everybody's been around those people, you know that that just inspire you to be better. Mm-hmm. And, and I oh, think I'll that's that. that's the ultimate definition of, of you know of anybody is mm-hmm. that you make your team better. You know, just by you being there in your presence. And, and I think that gets after, you know, this this point here uh, mm-hmm. of being optimistic. You know, you, you make your team better just by your presence.
1: Just by your presence. You know, uh, a lot of times uh, when I'm speaking to uh, individuals, uh, I always talk about this research that uh, they did in Harvard in the 1950s. And they had a uh, scientist by the name of Henry, Henry Goddard. And um, he had kids, and he put them outside, and they went and played till they got tired. And then once they got tired, they brought them back in. They hooked them up to a machine, and they started speaking words of motivation, inspiration to them. The energy level went up. They started speaking words of negativity and demoralizing. The energy level went down. And so out of that experience, hey, based just on your presence, when you walk into a room, you can make the energy energy level go up, or you can make it go down just by your presence
0: and your product. You know, whatever you you produce at work will be that much better or worse. That's right. Because you'll have either a motivated soldier or airman that wants to come in and do the best job they can. Or you're going to get that individual that comes in to get the job done and bounce. All comes down to that attitude and that, that positivity that you bring to work. I will say the downside. Of bringing a positive attitude to a team that you really want to work with is when it's time to leave them. You know, when you feed off that energy, and then you know, yeah, your time's up. You got to move on. You got to go to a different location or a different office, whatever maybe, whatever it may be. It it's kind of heartbreaking at the same time, but you know, you're leaving them in good hands. Yeah,
2: I, I think sometimes you know, you just you just you just got to fill those gaps that that your team needs. So you know, maybe. Maybe if you're if you're inspired by that that person that that does that on your team and you're not that and that person leaves, then your team may need you to be that person. You know, that's I think right. that's where it comes to you know the learning piece comes. And you know, or if you leave, you know that team and and now that person's still on that team. You go to your next team, and they don't have it. You know, you you need to be at that for that team as well.
0: Take that initiative. Yeah,
1: I go back to old saying. I know you know per, people come in your lives at a certain time and certain season. It's purposeful yeah. i've heard
0: season reason and lifetime mm-hmm. that's right yeah so. and so that a lot of lessons learned with those types of people any final thoughts sergeant major
2: you know uh I, I would say just man what a what a great idea the the number 13 to come out with 13 ways to leave <laughs> so in sense, i'm number 13 Man, I can just take these, right, and just turn them. You've got them blue. You, everybody can't see them That's as right. we talking, but they're blue on the page. So I can just make them green. And, man, you know, I am i don't know how many soldiers are listening to this, but if they are, turn it off right now yeah. I'm going to do something very similar. You know, but, uh, no, I, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to come and engage mm-hmm. with, with my friend, uh, Chief Maurice Williams. And, uh, and to you lead the conversation, you know, it's always good to get together and just take time out from what you're doing in your normal day, just to come to sit down and reflect on, right. on where you've been, you know, the people you've encountered through that uh, journey and, and to talk about the positives, you know, talk about the, the negatives, you know, but but, uh, but talk about both of them, yes. you know, and just and take that forward in your next encounters. Mm-hmm and your next things that you got set before you so you can do them better.
1: Hey, so, um, yeah, it's been a great day. You know, definitely enjoyed the conversation. Look forward to seeing you out there in in our battlefield circulation uh, as we get out and meet those soldiers and airmen. And uh, it's been a great day.
0: Thank you, Chief Williams. And and thank you, Sergeant Major Rains, for coming together and talking to us about leading by being optimistic. Be sure to follow the Air National Guard on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And for more of Team 13, follow the director of the Air National Guard on Facebook. Join us again next month on 13 Ways to Lead, where we will be talking about leading by being agile and flexible. From all of us here at the Air National Guard Podcast Network, have a great Air National Guard day. Team 13, out. 13 Ways to Lead is produced by Major Amber Schatz. Our editor and sound mixer is Master Sergeant Brandy Fowler. This episode was recorded at the Secretary of the Air Force Public Affairs Studio in the Pentagon.